What's up, everybody? It's Cynthia Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I am super excited to share this interview with Richard and Brittany Delamora. They are really, they are leaders. They are pillars in the porn addiction recovery space. You've probably heard Brittany's name before. She is known as being a former porn star that is now a pastor. I mean, that headline is literally all over Google if you type her name in. Um, but uh, Richard also just a real teaching anointing on his life. And they together have started a ministry to just raise awareness about the harmful effects of porn and offer some hope to people who are looking to get free and who want to walk in purity. And yes, they do use that word purity quite a bit. And we talk about that, like, hey, why, what's with the use of this word? Uh, in a lot of circles, it's kind of a four-letter word these days. What do they mean by it? We talked about that. But a majority of our conversation revolved around sex. I wanted to just ask them about healthy biblical sex. And I thought they would be the right people to do that just because of their unique histories. You know, Richard sort of has the typical like struggle with porn and masturbation, got free, was free for about eight years before he got into this relationship with Brittany and they eventually got married. Brittany was a porn star for seven years, became really popular actually, and then left the industry, gave her life to Jesus, found God, um, or found kind of a new calling to ministry along the way, and then they got married. And so I guess I just thought they would have a, a unique vantage point of uh, healthy sex life before you get married. You know, like if you don't want to have sex before marriage, what do you do? What does that look like? What did it look like for them given their histories? And on the other side, you know, when you got married, you know, I was just curious, like, what did that look like? And, uh, you know, like when I was in a, a dating relationship way back in the day, I was dating somebody who had a sexual past. I had done nothing with anybody before and I felt super insecure. And I, that was like little 18 year old punk Sathya. And uh, so I was kind of curious, you know, what was Richard's experience like when he and Brittany got married? And so anyway, we just got into the whole gamut. These guys are super transparent, super raw and honest and really comfortable with that line of questioning, which, um, you know, not everybody would be. So it was a cool interview. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Without further ado, let's head over to my interview with Richard and Brittany Delamora. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Okay, cool. Well, I am here with Brittany Delamora, Richard Delamora, founders of Love Always Ministries and uh, colleagues. You know, we've been kind of following each other for, for a while now, and uh, it's great to have you guys on the podcast. Welcome. Hey, thank, thank you for you. having us. We appreciate you having us. Yeah, this is going to be really fun. So, um, Brittany, I think, you know, people have probably maybe have heard your name. Um, and if they have heard your name, they have definitely heard the headline from porn star to pastor. Uh, I'm sure you're probably a little bit sick of seeing that one a little bit. But um, but you really have an amazing story. And I think God's got you out of a, just, I don't know, he's just done an incredible work in your life. I wonder if we can maybe start there for people who don't know your story or want a little refresher. Um, who are you and how did you kind of end up here? Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in a house. We didn't know Jesus. It was a lot of dysfunction, a lot of verbal, emotional abuse. And so I was just looking for love in all the wrong places. I ended up, um, you know, getting heartbroken in high school, I ended up in Mexico. And that was the first night that I ended up in a strip club. And I was only 16 years old, blonde hair, braces, 
Um, and that night as I was on stage, people were praising me and affirming me, telling me that they loved me and that I was beautiful. And I had never heard those things at home. And so for me, I thought that I found my source of love and like, this is where not only am I going to be affirmed, but I'm also going to make some pretty good money because I think I made like, I don't know, anywhere between 60 and 150 bucks. Like, and that was not bad for a 16 year old. I was like, this is awesome. So I go to college and I start dancing again and a couple of producers came in and again, they're affirming me and telling me that, that I'm beautiful and that I'm destined to be a star. And, you know, I think that I thought, wow, I'm going to be a star. Well, well, surely if I'm a star, then people are going to love me. And it was all about like trying to find love in life. And so I got into the porn industry. They were producers in porn, um, got into that industry for a total of seven years at my three and a half year mark, I had quit the industry, announced that I was retiring because um, I was like on heroin. So I went to my grandma's house to, with- to withdraw, started going to church with my grandpa. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I only went to church once with my grandpa, but I made Jesus my Lord and Savior. They gave me a Bible. Nice. And came, brought me back into the porn industry for another <laughs> three years. So this time I'm giving all my money away to a pimp. Um, But I had my Bible and I started really growing in God over those next three years. And I remember one day the Holy Spirit just telling me like, Brittany, you need to leave him. And the Holy Spirit helped me to get away from my pimp. Um, And then shortly after I started going to church and um, I just started like making, having all these convictions like, hey, I shouldn't be having sex before marriage. And, you know, I really need to grow my relationship with the Lord. So I'm going to quit dating for a year so I can just grow in God. And over that year, God really healed my heart and um, set my soul on fire for him. And 10 years later, I'm still out of porn, still off drugs, uh, married <laughs> to this amazing man. We have one beautiful daughter and another on the way. Um, on. And yeah, we're doing ministry and Come we on. love we love what we're doing. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible story and um it's not easy to like to make the the detachment, right? Like especially I think when you have a pimp and that kind of person who's controlling your life, like it's very it's amazing you were able to get out and I think be like a functional human being. The fact yeah. that you're on fire for Jesus and have this really powerful ministry is incredible, incredible. Yeah, Richard, tell us Yeah, yeah. Uh Richard, tell us a little bit about you, man, and a bit about your story. Yeah, um you know, I got saved 666, uh, June 6, 2006. <laughs> and just on that day, I'll never forget it. I had this crazy panic attack and I prayed this prayer and I said, God, if you are who you say you are, show me. Because every day I'm in and out of the ER, I'm getting all these panic attacks. Um, you know, they want me to do, you know, put me in a, a mental institution. Like, wow. God, I need your help. And um, I prayed that prayer and I kid you not, uh, that prayer was answered within 10 minutes. My uncle, who is a well-known pastor and author all over the world, um, was actually going to my hometown, Santa Barbara, California. And he was on a book tour and he called me and he said, Rich, are you doing okay? And I'm like, no, I'm freaking out, man. Like, I can't take this anymore. He goes, oh man, don't worry. I'm actually headed to Santa Barbara. Um, just got off the book tour, so I'm headed your way. So I'm like, no way. So he came to my house with another pastor and I gave my life to God um, at that wow. that day. So God answered my prayer, man. He literally listened to me. And then when I got saved, um, I told God, like, God, I want to make this vow and commitment to be sexual pure. I want to walk in sexual purity and I want to give my life to you. I want to honor my body and uh, I want to do things right. So what that looked like was I didn't masturbate, no masturbation for over eight years. I didn't I didn't watch anything, look at anything. I just stayed on that path of purity, right? Um, And not just sexual purity, just purity within general. Uh, um, 
and then from there it's like I waited and waited and um I encountered this beautiful uh, <laughs> girl that I know. Her name is Brittany. And uh, we met at our young adult ministry. And then uh, from there, we kicked it off, became best friends. And then, um, you know, I lived out the story that I wanted, that we wanted. And that was to honor God with our body, you know. And then mm. from there, it's like, man, God has been blessing our union, blessing our marriage, our ministry. And I'm just so grateful for the grace of God and all that God is doing in and through our lives. Wow, it's a, it's an incredible story, and just goes to show you like God can bring any two people together, any which way that He wants. Um, I love that you kind of hinted on or touched on just like you know uh, doing it the right way, even when you guys yeah. got into a relationship, yeah. honoring God. We're gonna get into all of that, but I I have to ask like uh, Brittany, when you met Richard, were was he like? Were you excited about the idea of being with somebody who, because I think, Richard, you were a pastor at the time when you guys met, yeah. right? So yeah. was that an exciting idea or was it like, oh my gosh, like this guy's coming from a complete different world. And, you know, I'm a fourth generation pastor myself. So Richard, I'm thinking from your end, like it sounds like you have, you know, some ministry leaders yeah. in your family. Yeah. Like, were they like, you're, you're dating who? You know, like, what was it like when you guys came together and you had to kind of explain this? I mean, man, I could explain it, but you, yeah. want to go, you go first and I can show you my okay. interesting side. So he, when I had been getting invited to the young adult ministry and I was like, no, that's just too much for me. But this girl invited me like 10 times. So finally I'm like, all right, I'll go. And it was a perfect night because he happened to be preaching and, um, he just said, like, ladies, I have a word for you right now. I want you to know that you are a woman of God, that you are worthy of real true love. You're worth the wait. And if your man isn't treating you as a woman of God, he needs to step up or step out. You know, wow. show him the exit sign because you're worthy of real true love and you're worth the wait. And that was the first time that those words, you're worthy and you're valuable, wherever, like, I just really received those words and the guy that had brought me to church. So wanted to have sex and I was getting convicted of that already. So I broke up with him. And so that message, like that was when I look back to all the messages I've ever heard, that was one of the messages that radically changed my life. That was a message that I, there was a purity ceremony coming up at our church where I was like, I'm going to do the purity ceremony. So I had already, cause men were my weakness. I was already like, dang god this guy is so cute like i like him <laughs> but i'm like oh, er, like press the brakes girl like you need to stop <laughs> right now because this isn't gonna happen you're gonna take a year off of dating okay you need to right. grow in god so over that year like i started serving in the ministry because it really blessed me and like we just started to develop a friendship and like, I just kept like telling God, like, okay, God, this would be really awesome. If like, you know, after my years that me and this guy could get together, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, it happened. God was, God was in the details. So, think, and then your family, I think for us, for me personally, like, how do you go about telling your parents, right? Uh, yeah. Believing in faith and telling them and the girl I want to date is the next porn star who's like literally been in the industry for seven years. It's like the, yeah. one of the most awkward questions, right? That just was just in my forefront of my mind, man. And it's like, I remember I'm like, God, I don't know how to do that one. I kind of like, like this girl, um, she, you know, she's amazing, but how do I go and tell my mom that, you know, my mom is Seriously. like, you know, so anyways, my family ended up coming down to San Diego and out of all days that they came down, my uncle, and my aunt were interviewing Brittany and her story. And I'm like, <laughs> glory to God. I, I can like, this really is going to help me break wow. the ice in this moment, right? And so um, they were interviewing her for like um, like some like podcast or, or testimony. Or it was, at our church. Yeah, it was oh, called like, okay. 
I don't remember that. Like the, it was like a sex love thing, and they were interviewing Brit Story, right? And my mom and dad were literally like, right in the front row yeah. watching. And they this. didn't come down very often. Like this was just a "What are you guys doing here?" Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Just you know? to visit oh my yeah, it was a God thing for sure. And I'll never forget it. Like right after service, I saw my mom in the lobby, and I was like, "Mom, Dad, what'd you think?" And my mom's like, "I love her," and I'm like. <laughs> awesome tell me more he goes she's like man i just i love her so much because you can see the grace of god moving in her life but not only that rich she's she's a broken woman and a broken woman doesn't mean that she's broken general like she cannot be used but she's so broken that she's flexible and god could use her and and, and the ways where he wants to get the glory in and out of her life. And she's like, Rich, one of the greatest relationships that you could ever be in is with somebody who's broken because they understand pain. They understand grace. They understand love and joy at a deeper level. And I'm like, dude, God, you're setting me up for like a home run right now. <laughs> so from there, you know, I talked to my mom and my dad. I was like, hey, so, you know, we're kind of talking. And then from there, like, hey, that's totally, that's cool. That that's that, that's great. But your mom also yep. says that she was sitting there listening to my story that God put on her heart. That's my husband. That's my son's future wife. Wow. So she had yep. already this knowing in her from the Lord. Yep. Um. So God was just like setting it all up. Yeah, God was setting all that up. So that was wow. amazing. And then um, obviously from there, it was you know it was beautiful. We went through a lot of scrutiny and and a lot of areas. Um. And it, but yeah, I mean, we can go there too, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit about it. I'm kind of curious. I can only All imagine. Our old porn fans, is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's that images, no. videos, well, are mortifying. I think not oh, that. Gosh. Like, my dad, like, I had awkward conversations oh, yeah, with my dad, and my dad sure. would be like, um, so my friend's seen your wife's porn. I'm like, awesome. And he's just like, <laughs> So I have a question for you. And I'm like, yes. He goes, how do you handle that? Because I'm not the very best at handling that. Hmm. And I thought that was like really cool. My father to say that because yeah. I mean, it's not easy, right? Especially, you know, my wife's past and, you know, all the videos that she did. And I was just telling them, I said, like, dad, the way that I handle Brittany's past is that I accept it, you know? And I'm like, She's not a product of her past. She's a product of God's grace. And mm. we all made past mistakes, but that doesn't mean that we are our mistakes. So when somebody does, you know, broach the conversation about Brittany and just be like, you know what? That's who she used to be, but that's not who she is now. The Bible teaches us in Second Corinthians that we are a new creation. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but don't you ever deal with shame and stuff? I said, no, because there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And I said, uh, I know who she is and I know who my God is. And I don't allow that to get the best of me. And then I know in the church, probably people have seen my videos. I know of a friend who personally came to me and was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I have one of your wife's videos. And I, I saw it in there and I got it and I threw it away. And he's like, I just wanted to be honest with you. And I said, hey, no worries, bro. Like, that's totally, totally fine. And I'm like, you know, and it is what it is. It comes with the territory, right? Yeah. But I wasn't going to allow her sexual past affect our future. And I wasn't going to allow what she done to really affect what God's trying to do in the now. And yeah. I just think that's just a word for people. Like some, sometimes like, you know, we struggle right with our partner's sexual past, but we have to remind ourselves like that's their past. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and if you could clear the history 
of your tracks on your porn sites that you go on, <laughs> you could one. definitely clear the history of what your past is, partners you know, have been through. So I'm like, yeah. we have to learn to give grace there because we've all made a mistake. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So just even in those times, man, I like literally, I had to go and just minister to my dad and just how to help my family go through that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, other stuff, obviously we have people all, all the time, you know, sending me videos. Now we're just like, whatever. No. But when we were practicing sexual purity, no sex before marriage, that was when it was like, yeah. right. Like the first time. And now like, yeah, I was mortified. Like the like, first time like, we went out really and went on a date, like, like no lie i got this image and i was like oh cool someone's sending me something i'm thinking man maybe it might be a prayer request or like pastor rich that's a good word or you know something (laughs) responding to an instagram and i click on it and accept the message i didn't know and it's just photos of her with another man and i'm like oh my my god yeah but i didn't let it get the best of me because i already accepted her past and i think a lot of people who challenge who get challenged with their partner's sexual past is they're still in denial. Yeah. Mm. And I just think if we can learn to accept it, that's yeah. where we have freedom. If we bring it to light, you know, that's where it has no power over us, you know? So I don't know. I just, it's a fun journey and I love it because <laughs> I get to do it with her. So yeah, of course. Yeah. That's amazing. No, I, and I think it, it really does test like how much you believe that. I think when your own parents are like asking you these questions and it's cool that you had the wherewithal, like you had already made that decision, you've accepted it. And it wasn't like planting any seeds of doubt. You were like, no, this is okay. And like, here's how we're going to work through it. It's yeah, really absolutely. Amazing. absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about SEX. Um, <laughs> because of course, it's like obviously the kind of the center of everything we're about anyway. But I think, uh, Brittany, I've heard you say before in your interviews, and Rich, I think I've heard you say it too. But like, if you guys can practice purity, you know, with kind of your, like, I guess, just interesting backgrounds, if you can practice purity while you're dating, and you know, enter a, a marriage with godly sex, doing it the right way, then nobody else has an excuse. Yeah, and exactly. I, I think it'd be cool to really just talk a little bit about sort of um, some of your guys' perspectives, some of the principles, some of the things that have helped you to do that while you were dating, like while Richard, you're getting sent pictures like that, you know, while you guys are trying yeah. to practice purity. Um, and then I think just like what biblical sex looks like, healthy sex, what it looks like to have a healthy sex life. Yeah. So maybe just as a starting point, when you guys started dating, how did that conversation come up about, you know, like how you, you were going to set boundaries or handle the physical aspect of the relationship? Well, so originally, like we both were doing, um, there was a purity ceremony at our church in 2013. We were not dating at that time. We were just friends. And we both happened to be doing the purity ceremony at church. So it's like we both knew that we had that conviction. Um, and then both of us were involved in serving in the church. He was a young adult pastor and I was just, you know, a servant. And um, so we knew the importance of accountability. And then as we started dating, like that's when things became like, okay, this is, you know, it gets a little more challenging because you start to grow in love and like, you know, you have needs and you want to be intimate with one another. And so that's when our convictions had to get deeper. We recognized that, okay, up to this point, we've been convicted, but now we need to stay convicted. And Mm -hmm. so we would do things like when we would get together, we would pray, we'd ask the Holy Spirit to be with us, God to surround us with the angels, keep us convicted. Um, We would watch 
porn like uh, messages or not porn messages, lust, lust sermons. Lust sermons. <laughs> yes. So like, like, I remember one time we were, we were holding hands and we we're listening to Robert Morris and I was like, let go of his hand like real quick, like, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> feeling that conviction. Convicted. And then of course we had accountability partners. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like, as the journey progressed, we recognized like, okay, we need to get a little bit deeper on this. So let's like, rather than let's come together and just watch a movie, like let's read the Bible together right now because we need to stay convicted. Yeah. Um, and so those were some of the things we also had roommates, like we were never alone in the house together. Um, and is that, I yeah, I also it. too, no sleepovers, stuff like that. Well, like, that, yeah. but the bigger picture, we had a bigger picture and that was, we had a vision. Yeah. Hmm. I think temptations are easier to, to handle when the vision is a lot clearer. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, I wrote down uh, a list, especially when before her and I were dating. Um, I wrote down a list of like, God, this is what I want you. I want to do in my life. And God, whatever you want me to do, like I want that to come into fruition. So I wrote this vision of like, like, like what we, what I want. Right. And there are just these like non-negotiables that I put in there and I just wrote the vision and I made it clear. Right. Cause the book of Habakkuk says to write down the vision and make it so clear that, you know, you could run with it. Um, so that's what I did. I made that vision super clear. Hmm. And when we made that vision clear of what we wanted to, what our story was about, let's do it right. So when we honor God, when, you know, we get married, we honor God, like yeah. let's have a story where, it could bring glory and help uh, other people. So yeah. like we had the end in mind before, you know, we even like really like got in this and we started it. And I think for a lot of people is that, yeah, you can create boundaries and I think they're great accountability partners. I think all that is great. But one thing that I think oftentimes we overlook is the vision part. Yeah, that's that's like, for instance, like think of it like this. Why do some of these kids in high school, why, like, why, why don't some of these like ball players not touch drugs? It's because they have a vision for their life. You know, they mm -hmm. created this huge vision. That, I want to go to the NBA. I want to go to the NFL. So what do they do? They're like, bro, I can't do drugs. I can't do this. And they live this disciplined life. That's like crazy. And I'm like, well, that's wild. Like, how did you get there? Because my vision, I, I had a vision for my life. And I think temptations, like I'll go back to, I just think temptations would be a lot easier to uh, conquer when our vision is clear. Yeah, that's mm. true for me too. Like I would say things like, man, like I see a lot of people in the church that they they're married and they say, Oh, you know what? We had sex before marriage. We wish we wouldn't have, but God's restoration yeah. is beautiful. And I'm like, that's a great story. I love that. But be because story. of my past, I want to show everybody that if an ex porn star could practice purity, then you could practice purity too. Like yeah. there are no, yeah. Right. Yep. So that was my vision. Like it was like, I wanted to honor God, but I also wanted to show people like, Hey, we could all do this. Mm -hmm. Like it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. And there's so much healing when you do things God's way. And I know you wanted to get into like the sex, sex and all of that. Like there is healing. Like when you practice sexual purity, God will restore your mind. He restores your innocence. He mm -hmm. restores your purity to the mm -hmm. point where um, I went like, I think it was a little over or just about three years of practicing sexual purity from the time I got out of the industry to the time I got married to my husband. And um, I swear I forgot everything I was doing because God had restored my mind so much. It's like in the book of Acts when they cast out 
the spirit that fortune tells and then she forgets how to fortune tell it was like there's a spirit that mm. operates in us the spirit of lust yeah. spirit of perversion spirit of pornography like the spirit that is like that drives us but when we get rid of all of that and we grow in the lord and allow him to heal us of that it's like those things fade away mm. to where if you want to actually think about porn you have to be intentional it's not just popping up in the forefront of your mind yeah. anymore right yeah. like yeah. so for me like those those thoughts of like what I used to do, like they are not ever in the forefront of my mind ever. Like they're God has really truly healed my mind. So on our wedding night, like I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, God! Like even when we were dating, I felt like a fourteen year old holding his hand. Oh my God, I'm holding uh -huh. his hand. I would trip <laughs> every time he would pick me up to take me on a date. I trip in my high heels, like because I was so nervous because it was all so new to me. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Like that's what God's restoration looks like. Is He takes you back to a place before you ever knew what porn was, before you ever knew what pain was, before yeah. you ever knew what it was like to maybe be taken advantage of or be sexually abused used or whatever it may be whatever that place of pain is for you yeah. like god restores you he heals you yeah wow it's really well said i'm curious for you richard because i i know i um guys who have been in a relationship and they struggle you know with their partner's sexual past for whatever reasons um and i think a lot of it often is actually insecurity on the guy's part yeah what was it like getting married um was that anything you had to think about of like this history that your wife now has um yeah. How, how how did you work through that on your end? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, yeah, that that <laughs> thought came to my head because I'm like, sure, she's a professional man, <laughs> and I'm like, and here I am, like feeling yeah. like not a professional. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, I haven't had sex for like over eight years. You know, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, and then in my mind, you know, no masturbation for like eight years. I'm like, oh shoot, like this is like. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be the best and, uh, and you know, those thoughts did come to me, but then I just realized that, um, you know, if I, if I just trust God and his process and I just surrender to him, I know everything's going to work out well. Mm. And it did. I just, I just said, you know what, God, you brought me this beautiful woman. And when it comes to the whole sex aspect, it's going to be okay. I know yeah. your blessing is going to be on it because your blessing is in this union, is in this marriage, especially because, you know, we did our very best to honor you. So I think those thoughts do come. And when those insecurities thoughts do come, just cast them down. They're just imagination. Yes. They're just thoughts the enemy's mm -hmm. trying to put in your head. And, you know, I know for, you know, maybe for some men, you know, they're probably like, whoa, man, I need to go look at porn to, to, to educate me on this so I could be a little bit better. But to be honest with you, like the greatest sex is when you really know your partner. And this is what I mean by this. Yeah, when, you can't learn your partner through a porn scene. Absolutely. Like right. intimacy doesn't start in the bedroom. It starts outside of the bedroom. And I believe me and my wife, we have an amazing sex life. Um, all stems from her and I's relationship of, you know, loving on each other, knowing each other, like just building that, right? And I think the sex is just a cherry on top because you're so in love with this person, mind, body, soul, and all yeah. that like, man, it just comes from a place of purity. And I just think that from there, man, it just, it goes to the next level in your relationship. So, you know, I would just encourage oh, yeah. men out there, man, like, you know, the goal isn't to, to sleep with her. The goal is to really to get to know her. 
Mm-hmm. And when so you good. get to know her, man, and you you love on her, and it just it just makes it just takes everything to the well, next level. It makes level. the woman to feel more confident yeah. in the bedroom yeah. and more willing to just be open and relaxed and at peace with you. When you have a good relationship, just like conversationally, mm-hmm. like you wake up and like you're not like dreading the person that you're waking up next to, but you're like excited because mm-hmm. you love the person. And women are very like we're very heart people. We're very emotional. So yeah. when you have that kind of a relationship when you have a good relationship with your wife like the sex is just going to start to be good like it's just gonna be good because she's gonna be relaxed and open to you um and if there's ever anything like you don't have to be afraid to have sex talks because you have a good relationship Mm. so it's like hey is there something you want to try out like you know you can have those conversations like does it do you like when i do this does it feel good and it's not awkward because you guys have a good relationship but it is awkward if y'all are kind of strangers in your house (laughs) and then you try to come together have sex and then it's like do you like this i don't know conversation but if you're best friends, like it's so easy to talk to about it, to have the sex conversations. Yeah, too. that's good. That's really well said. We were in uh, Nashville. My wife and I had just been married for, I think, a couple months. And we were in Nashville with a whole group of friends to watch friends of ours get married and staying at an Airbnb with mostly singles. So my wife and I couldn't even sleep in the same bedroom just the way it worked out. Like the guys were all like kind of in one room and whatever. And um, anyways, we were getting ready for the wedding. My wife popped in for like just 10 seconds and just to show me what she was wearing. She's like, how does this look? And I just remember like, I had just that moment where I'm like, oh, I hadn't even seen her yet, but I knew I was gonna like, make sure that she felt like a queen in the moment kind of thing. So I looked around and I was like, oh wow, babe, you look amazing. And she was like, okay, thanks. And like, just walked out. And um, one of the guys that I was getting ready with looked over at me and I'm like, you see that? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, that's called foreplay. Hey. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, dude, it all counts. All of it, yeah, all, it of it. All, counts. all of it. All of that yeah. So you have a line compliments brings confidence. Yeah. So you yeah. compliment your spouse, you're going to make your spouse feel so confident and so excited yeah. about being in your presence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, let's say we're talking to a couple or maybe a guy's listening to this and he's like, okay, I actually, I haven't done that. So like I have really reduced my sexual relationship just to the bedroom. I'm not really, we're not connecting. We're more like roommates and whatever else. Yeah. Where, where does a guy start? Um, and, and I would love both of you to chime in on this, like Brittany, what would a, a woman maybe want to hear in that state? Um, if things are, you know, that disconnected and, and Richard, what are some things that maybe a guy can do to get the ball rolling? Yeah. Women love honesty. So even just humbling yourself and saying, Hey love, like, I know that we've been a little disconnected lately, but I really want to work on our, on our marriage. Like, can I take you out tonight? Like, and take her to her favorite restaurant. Um, if you guys are struggling financially, you know, take her for a nice walk on the beach with a picnic, like do something fun and romantic to get out of the norm because it's like work is always there. Ministry is always there. Children are always there, but you need to work on your marriage. And so like just getting her out of her element so that, Mm. you know, you guys can just sit and just be without having to think about family and money and tasks and everything else that life brings about. So, yeah, that's That's actually really good. And love is spelled T I M E. So I just think (laughs) when you have the time, for each other because time is your most valuable commodity and time you can't put a price tag on it. Mm. So I would just do whatever it takes to spend time with her. And like she said, like go out on dates or, you know, have conversation and talk, like become best friends again, you know, and how do we just become friends? Very easy. We just have conversations, you know, Mm. but maybe someone's listening and they're like, yeah, but you know, 
um, you know, me and my partner, we're not really that way. Well, then let's dive in a little bit deeper. Maybe you need to say, I'm sorry for something you've done wrong. You know, mm. the problem sometimes with the fire isn't that you have firewood. It's what you haven't cleansed out. And sometimes we're so good at putting fire in the fire pit, but we haven't really cleaned out, you know, the past residue that's actually in there. And I just think it's so imperative that not only are we great complimenters, but we're also people who could walk in humility and ask for forgiveness. Um, Because, you know, like I said, you could prepare all of the speech, the compliments go out. But if the wood's dampened by unforgiveness, if the wood is dampened by your pride or anger or maybe something you did and maybe, you know, you did watch porn or maybe it's a secret sin or something that you need to confess, okay, that mm-hmm. could put a damper on that wood. So I would really just discern and ask God, like, God, like, is there anything that I did that can potentially hinder this fire? Because that might, you might just be like just one prayer request away from a breakthrough happening in your marriage bed and in your marriage in general. Yeah. 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 That's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, Richard, I wonder if you can maybe answer this question. I've had guys come to me who are disappointed when they get married because they find out that their partner doesn't want to do everything that they've been seeing partners do in porn videos for the first 20 years of their life. And um, some of them you're like, bro, do you, like, do you not realize how like terrible that is? Like some of the stuff that, that they just, I think maybe they think it's normal, you know, cause they've been yeah. conditioned or whatever. Yeah. How, uh, let, let's say we're talking to somebody who maybe is in that position. How do you, how do you broach the subject with your significant other? Uh, may, maybe just in general, you know, cause Brittany, you were talking about like the importance of feedback and did that feel good or not? And I, I totally agree. Um, but I know a lot of guys who just like, either have the bar way too high, it's unrealistic, uh, and maybe a mixture of just discomfort bringing it up. Uh, did you guys have to go through that at all in, in your context? And I don't know, what any general advice for how to have those conversations well? I didn't have to really go through that. Um, never watched any of her videos. And, um, you know, I'd watch Alex. I'm, and your mind was so pure when yeah. we got married that you didn't have any unrealistic standards. No, yeah, no. My, my realistic standard was, please, God, let me be great in bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just start there, man. I don't know about any other crazy positions. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think everything stems from the heart. Mm-hmm. Everything, right? Everything flows from a heart. And... I think sometimes when we have those standards is because you still need to filter out things that is in your heart that needs to be cleansed. Let's go back to Brittany's story. When her, when her and I were in a relationship, she, you said, man, I felt like a 14 year old, yeah. right? Holding your hand. Some people right now in this conversation is going to overlook that. Yeah. Hmm. But because the restoration of God, And because of what the Holy Spirit did in and through her, her whole mind was renewed. Her whole heart was renewed. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So if you are struggling with that, it's because inwardly, we still need to do some heart work within you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the standard shouldn't be, I watch all of these triple X videos and she's not doing this position or this position or this position. If that's your standard and that's what it takes to please you, like my man, like I would just really encourage you like to really dive deep, dive deep and ask God in your heart, like God, like what is in me mm-hmm. that is that I have to have this type of standard for yeah. me to love her. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, first Corinthians 
you know, teaches us that love is patient, love is kind. So love is all of these things, right? So if you have to love somebody based on what they do rather than who they are, I think your whole mis you have, you have this misconception of love that is yeah. totally wrong and totally tainted. So going back to that question, I don't think it's bad that you want to try new things. But I think first, everything needs to stem back to the conversation in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think when that happens, little by little, you guys could do other things and just have fun. But really, I would just look at just the location of your heart. Yeah, you need to make sure your standards are unrealistic as well. Because in foreign, like, come on, I was in the industry seven years. It is acting. Yeah. It oh. is acting. <laughs> half the stuff I did, more than half the stuff I did, I did not enjoy. I had to act because that's how I was going to get yeah. my paycheck. And right. so maybe you've seen things like BDS you've seen things like anal sex like like you've seen these things and now you want to go and try these things at home and your wife's like what yeah. i don't want to be whipped i don't want to i don't want it in my you know behind like i don't want these things <laughs> yeah. because yeah. those things are not healthy those things are not like necessarily god's design for marriage now there are things that i i think like you know you can implement together if you're both in agreement like you don't need I always say like, we don't fully need the church in our sex life. Like, yes, there is a standard, right? Like we don't want to watch porn. We don't want to bring other men or women into the bedroom. Like that, okay. those things are adultery. Those are cheating. But mm -hmm. like, you can try new things if your spouse is in agreement, but if they're not in agreement, like, like the whole point of like our, to have sex with our spouse, like we're serving one another. And it's like, why would you want to feel like you're forcing your wife to do something that she doesn't want to do? And so maybe you have some unrealistic standards because of what you've seen. And I would just be in prayer and even go on a fast and ask the Lord to heal you of some of the images that you've seen. Because what happens when you set unrealistic standards is you're not going to appreciate what God has given you. Mm -hmm. And God has given you an amazing That's wife good. to have an amazing sex That's life good. with. But if you have these unrealistic standards, you're not going to enjoy that and you're not going to find pleasure in that. Mm. Yeah, that is That's really cool. well said. I yes. really like that. Um, I'm curious for you guys now that you, you're doing this Love Always ministry together. Yeah. Um, you guys have written a book, you have a podcast and it's really amazing to see, I think, just the way people are, are picking up what you're doing. Like you guys just launched this amazing course. It's called Search, I think, right? Search course. Yep. Yep. And, um, and it's really, really cool. I'm, I'm wondering what, what do you guys do to relax and to unwind? Because when, when these topics are like at the forefront now of like kind of all the work you're doing, and I think even when you're like a husband-wife combo, uh, yeah. that can get pretty exhausting. What, what do you guys do to kind of relax and make sure that you're, you know, you're feeding the relationship apart from all of this? Yeah, that's good. We're so simple. Like for me, like I feel so satisfied just going out for sushi and like taking a night off. Like last night we went and had like Chipotle and then we went out and had dessert. dessert yeah. Um, Just took the night off from doing ministry. Um, Next week we're going to Disneyland. I'm so excited about that. But like we're so simple as long as for me, as long as I get like and I think with you too, right? Like as long as you get like a little mental break from having to think about ministry and everything else that is going on in your world, like you feel so refreshed. Like, yeah. and for me, that mm. takes like, what? It's like a two hour date. And I feel like, yes, I'm good to go again. You know? So yeah, yeah that's for me. Uh, for me, I'm a little different. Okay. I am a football fanatic. <laughs> okay. So <she> <laughs> on Sundays that oh, yeah. 
What what do I ask for for Sundays? We just leave you alone on Sundays. But what do I, ask? I only ask when my Basically. team plays. Give me three solid yeah. hours. That's all I ask. Because okay. I am a football fanatic. Yeah. I love football, and also I'm very big on like I'm a I love shoes. I love sneakers. So I don't know why, but that just brings great joy into my mind. But yeah, other than that, like that's about it. We really just try to be attentional, and especially yeah. now, I think right now, um, you know, ministry is growing. God is moving. But we also want to make sure that we're intentional about everything that we do now. So like we don't take on every engagement. We don't do everything. When we first started in ministry, it was always about like, no, we got to kill it here. We got to go here. We got to go here. Got to go here. But, you know, Brittany and I the other day, you know, we're, you think you're not, you know, we're talking and it was like, hey, what do, what do we want at the, at the end of our life? Like, what do we want? Let's start working at, the, let's work from the end in mind. The end of mind looks like our kids married you and I having a great marriage and loving on each other and just making sure that we do what God has called us to do. So Mm -hmm. just from there, you know, we start to like allow God to guide our steps and be intentional with everything else. Because um, I know last year, and I'll be honest with you, we had a lot of, a lot of work, but not a lot of joy, not a lot of play because we were working so much. And I just felt like my big thing this year is like, Richard, it's, like it's okay to go and disciple and help people, but not at the expense of neglecting your wife. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if you could spend one hour discipling somebody, but you can't spend one hour ministering to your wife, you're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And wow. I think that's what happens to a lot of people, especially like pastors and leaders. They're so good to minister to their whole congregation and to all these people. Oh, this person needs my help. And I got to coach this person. got to coach person, this person. But then the night comes to an end and you and your wife are just having dinner and it's like, I got to go to bed now. And I'm like, this is where the fire starts to leave your life. This is where porn might come back and enter into your life. This is where adultery might take place. So Mm -hmm. we're learning now. And just in our young thirties, like we want to grow more, but we want to slow down and enjoy life in mid thirties, mid thirties. I'm going to say early thirties. Five, eight, 35, 30, you're 34. 35. I'm almost 35. See, so we're, yeah, we're early, mid. Early, 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 yeah. Because I'm 35. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <I'm hoping. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bible, the, the scripture says it's a curse that if, if you can't even enjoy your own labor. Yeah. So I want to start right. to enjoy the fruits of our labor more. You know what I mean? I want to be big on celebrating mm-hmm. as much as we are big with working. Yeah. So I think for us, even just we've started implementing just weekly date nights this year and that's been really really beautiful and i think that's been helping just us continue to stay like super connected yeah it's huge it's huge and i I think you guys have lots to celebrate like it is it is amazing what you guys have done and the places your message has reached um one question i've been dying to ask you guys actually is purity the word purity is in your messaging quite a bit and interestingly enough it's become a little bit of a four-letter word in uh, christian circles the last little bit a lot of people trying to avoid it and kind of like x-name purity culture and all that kind of stuff i'm just curious for you guys like when you use that word can you talk about just kind of what you mean by it and if you have a response to like the revolt against purity messaging that's fine as well but I'm, i'm much more interested in just how do you guys view that term and what do you mean by it Okay, so when I first started going to church, I i mean, I didn't grow up in church, so I hate the whole, like, cancel culture, cancel the word purity, because people have put a stigma on the word. They think, oh, it's just no sex before marriage, and it was maybe for many people have had, like, these stories of, like, shame around the word purity because they were 
think they think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go to hell because I had sex before marriage or whatever they were taught that was like religion versus relationship. And the Bible says that God looks at the heart. It's man that looks at the outward appearance. And so the word purity means to be uncontaminated. So God mm. is looking for an uncontaminated heart. Like you could be a virgin, but still not be pure because you could have a filthy heart. It could be full of lust, anger, bitterness, um, rage. You could be a gossiper. Like these are things that, that when we talk about the word purity in our book, um, a call to purity on our podcast, let's talk purity. It is deeper than no sex before marriage. We are talking about the condition of your heart because Jesus is looking for somebody with a pure heart. And so, yeah, I just, I'm like, stop trying to cancel the purity culture. It's actually a beautiful (laughs) word. It just needs to be redefined. I think purity is like one of the greatest blessings like you could walk in, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And I think when we walk in purity, we see things clearly. And I think what the attack is, is like, because it's this, we're doing things out of religion, like you say, you know, doing it by works, by law, by law, law. right? It really, um, really affects that word and it taints it. So to cancel purity is, is ridiculous. So what you're saying is you want to cancel, um, you want to cancel what God is trying to do within you, really working out those contaminations, those things that are like down inside of your heart. I think that's ridiculous, you know? So, but I think we, I do believe the church, I don't know, is doing their best job in talking about purity. Yes. You know what I mean? Because even for me, when I heard the word purity, first thing I thought was no sex before marriage. Purity is, is all about virginity. You know, but it's not all about virginity. It's really about your heart and making sure that your heart is well. And also, purity is not about perfection. Yeah, Think about it when somebody we ask, when somebody, you know, I'll ask somebody like, you know, do uh, you believe in God? You know, I love God. Yeah, I believe in him, but I don't walk in his ways. Why? Because I have to give up everything because I have to be like this. So now it's like, oh, I have to be perfect. But purity is not about perfection. It's about progression. And the scripture teaches us in the book of Corinthians that when we give our hearts to the Lord, we start pure. So friends, guess what? You're pure already. You know, it's like, but what about my past? No, God cleanses your past. You start pure. But now the trick is you have to manage your purity. And how do we do that? It is not by our, our own strength. It is not by works. It is by the Holy Spirit helping you in your everyday life to walk this path of purity i believe like man when you live a pure life you live a blessed life and there's nothing greater than when you're walking in in, in purity man it's like you hear god clearly you see things differently Mm -hmm. and i think it's the advantage for every single believer so if you want to cancel that I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to hug you and I'm going to love on you. I mean, we look yeah. at David who committed adultery. I mean, he murdered somebody, but because of his heart of repentance, because he weeped before the Lord, God, God could still say, this is a man after my own heart, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like get that out of your head. If you think purity mm-hmm. is a bad thing, no purity is about having a heart of repentance. Mm-hmm. It's about loving Jesus. That's what, what it is. And it's it, like you said, it's not in our own story strength like god will change you psalm 37 4 says if you take delight in the lord he gives you the desires of your heart and so if you're delighting in jesus every single
single day, guess what? Your desires are going to change. Like I didn't have to force myself to get out of the porn industry. I didn't have to force myself to stop using drugs. It was like my desires. Even I was a smoker. Like one day I was like, ew, what am I doing? I don't want these cigarettes. This is disgusting. Like it was just my desires change. And God gave me the strength to overcome those things just by seeking him and spending time with him. So good. Oh, it's so good, guys. It's so good. Um, I'm wondering if you can turn on your prophetic senses a little bit. And when you think about, you know, um, the porn industry and Christian culture and, you know, I, a lot of the like voices I trust when they talk about the next moves of God and stuff, they all revolve around holiness. Um, yep. But I know we've had people on the podcast who I think are quite doubtful, you know, that the world could ever reach that kind of place and that we could see a place where like uh, porn viewership is going down and all that kind of stuff, just because, you know, it, it looks a little bit rough right now, let's be honest. But what do you guys see? What do you guys see when you look 10 years, 20 years down the road? Like Richard, I can tell you're super visionary, always like very future conscious. Um, and Brittany, I know you're like, you got a prophetic thing on you. Like, what do you guys see when you look ahead? Yeah, we wrote the book last year called A Purity because I really believe that's what God's calling us to is purity and holiness. Mm-hmm. And I believe we, we're going to get there. I think with people like you, um, our good friend Joshua Broom, you know, other ministries and just preachers in general talking uh, and bringing up, you know, the subject of purity and holiness. And I believe that's what God wants, you know, hmm. and God, you're talking prophetically. Um, I think there's a, uh, God's doing a deep cleaning. Hmm. Um, not because he wants to expose us to a place of like humiliation, but he wants to expose us. So our heart could be pure. and Right. Hmm. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of exposure happen in the last couple of years with pastors and leaders, I think. And it's sad because it's like every month we have we see another pastor committing yeah, adultery, so having an affair with so and so. And um, I really believe that holiness and purity, God is calling us to live a set apart life yeah. hmm. um, where people know like, hey, that's a that's a believer. Right. And I think in our culture, you know think years ago or well, even today it's kind of hard to differentiate who is who you know and i just think that if we learn to walk in his ways and that doesn't mean that we're like a pharisee or we're living this religion ways but it's just us just learning to just love on each other and i think we need to get back to the place yeah. and i mean what did COVID teach us COVID taught us that sanitizing and, cl- and cleansing your hands is everything right yeah. And uh, if, the, if the world is teaching us and telling us that we need to be pure in our hands, I really believe that God is telling us that we need to be pure in our hearts. Yeah. The mm. scripture teaches us in the book of Psalms, who could ascend on this mountaintop, who could go on this hill, those with clean hands and a pure heart. And mm. I think that's what God is looking at, clean hands, meaning pure attentions, right? Pure works, right? Mm. Clean heart. Not a perfect heart, you know, but a heart saying, God, I honor you and I love you. I may, 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 I may make mistakes, but I'm going to repent and I'm going to do my very best to follow your ways. And I think mm. we're going, we're getting there because I don't ever remember a day and age where porn is talked about this much, yeah. where lust is talked about this much. I, I don't remember it. Like the church is starting to wake up to the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen more pastors now yeah. who yeah. don't talk about these things. Yeah, pastors and leaders, they need to continue to talk about um, about porn and lust. And, and I'm proud of them because there are people that, you know, are talking about it more and more. And I think that's great. I think we're bringing an awareness to it. And I think um, if we want to get back to a place of wholeness, there needs to be awareness because then 
it can help us and the congregation and just people in general to be able to walk in purity and holiness. So I, I see God moving in this way. And I just believe this movement is, is going to be just crazy. You know, I just see people like you, you know, you just wrote a book called The Last Relapse, right? And I got to pick that up, by the way. Um, yeah, I definitely got to read that. But, you know, you and just trailblazers like Joshua Broom and, and just people in general, Exodus Cry and just, you know, just different ministries, Fight the New Drug. It's like, man, we got to get out here and make, and, and make, make a movement. And I think we have these trailblazers that are doing it. And I think people are catching on in this fire. Yeah. And I, I mean, I see things happening in just like in, for example, like wanting to legalize prostitution, like there's some dark things happening here in um, California in the U S but one thing I do see is like, there are other countries that are making waves, like even in the world where they are recognizing porn as an addiction. Um, And so like there are porn rehabs and even like, we just went to an event uh, with a ton of Christian leaders and there are people that have homes um where they are working on restoring pastors and so i do see the good coming i do see that the church is more open to talking about porn and lust than ever like this has just been a new era especially because god has been exposing pastors and the pastors are now admitting like it didn't just start with the affair it started with pornography and so we are waking up as a church to the issues that are going on that are happening and we are talking about it so that people no longer have to suffer in silence and so i see great things happening in the church and also in the world what about in the world they do like no fat month like Y'all are Christians and you know that you need to give up a whole month of masturbation. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I love it. I feel yeah, the man. same way. I'm very hopeful. And I think, uh, admittedly, like, we are a little bit behind in certain areas. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very clearly on God's heart. And I think the future looks pretty bright. Uh, I know guys are going to want to connect with you. And I, we have girls listening as well. They're going to want to connect with you guys. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're up to and what's the best way for them to reach out. All right. So um, if you want to head over to our website, it's lovealwaysministries.com. On our website, we have a free course for singles there. We have our porn course called Search. Um, if you want to get the porn course, you can use my uh, code BRIT, B-R-I-T-T-1-0 at checkout for a discount. We also have our book, A Call to Purity, some merch. Um, and then if you want to connect with us personally for daily encouragement on Instagram, you can do so at Love Always Ministries. Um, and then both of our accounts are linked done there too and then we have a weekly podcast that's called let's talk purity um and that really is about the heart we talk a lot about porn um and so you can connect with us there as well amazing amazing guys thank you so much for being here this is a real treat thank you you. appreciate you well there you have it i love those two dearly they are um so fun so open and so comfortable just talking about, you know, we talked about some personal subjects there. And I asked a couple questions that I know they don't typically get asked on a podcast. So that was a lot of fun for me. I hope you got some value from it as well. And I want to encourage you if you're single, I hope you took some tips from them because they were talking about accountability and just some, I think, good practices to have in place when you're in a dating relationship. And if you're married, and I know a, a lot of married men don't have these conversations about sex. They don't like talking about it because it's uncomfortable or it's weird or I shouldn't have to ask. She should just know. Uh, You know, we've heard just about everything in the book. But the reality is I want you to have a good sex life. 
That's one of my desires of this podcast. And I hope you'll take some of the things they talked about. And at the very least, just consider it. Think about it a little bit. And if you really mean business and you really want to turn your sex life around, I would start acting on some of the advice they gave because it was fantastic. And I know it will make your life better. That's everything for today. Also, just encourage you guys to go check out their ministry. They make all of their stuff really affordable. It's very accessible. So if you're looking for some courses, if you're looking for, uh, you know, the podcast is free. They have lots of great resources. All the links are in the show notes, but they're called uh, Love Always Ministries. And if you're interested in getting some more trainings, some more in-depth trainings about how to get free of porn addiction, how to improve your life, how to maybe have a healthier marriage and show up a little bit more emotionally in your key relationships, I am going to start doing live trainings in a private Facebook community called Deep Clean Inner Circle. There's no cost to enter. You just have to simply find it on Facebook or there's a link in the show notes. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle and you can get those trainings for free every single week live with me. I'm going to leave time for Q&A as well. So if you have some questions you want to ask in a more private and safe environment, that's going to be a space for you to do that as well. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. I hope to see you there. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.